Jeremy is Conrad. Bureaucrat level grade 36. And you are listening to the Candair Podcast. Now stop it and get back to work. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Can Dare, your tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. And I'm Jake Runyon. And joining us today to talk about his comic, The Whisper, which is currently uh, raising money on Patreon.com, Jamie Jones. Thanks so much for being with us, Jamie. Thanks for having me, guys. Got a good show lined up for you today in our retro roundtable. We're going to finally do what we've been postponing the last couple <laughs> weeks and talk uh, songs of summer. The songs that make us think of summer, whether they be a songs actually about summer or just songs that for some reason or another make you think about it. I'm interested to see what you guys have. So Many different interpretations of the criteria there. Right, right, exactly. Uh, then the comic vault, what do we got? What do you got, Jay? Uh, what's it called? Wild Dog. Wild Dog. All right. Cool. Looks interesting. I've got uh, Darkwing Duck, number one. I've had it for some time. Finally read it. So, uh, yeah, a few of the books we'll be touching on there. And then we're going to turn our full attention over to Jamie and uh, talk about The Whisperer. And then after we're done talking with Jamie, uh, for those of you who haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy uh, Volume 2 yet, you might want to tune out because uh, the four of us, we're just going to talk about it and spoil the living hell out of it. Mm-hmm. I can't wait because, damn, what a good movie it Start was. Start to finish. Every detail. Every yeah. shot. Yeah. It'll be like you saw. <laughs> <laughs> so let's kick it off with this week's Retro Round Table. Engage. <laughs> All right, the songs of summer. Uh, So many songs come to mind for me, but I am more interested to hear what you all have. I'm going to do my thing that I've started to realize I do every week and say, let's just get this one out of the way. Uh, Summer of 69. Oh, uh, Brian Adams. Yeah. Yeah. True, that's that's on my playlist, I think. I have nothing else to contribute but the title of that song. You've all heard it. Me describing it to you accomplished nothing. Well, my my get out of the way then would be Will Smith. Uh, That was mine, too. I mean, it's probably playing in the background as we speak. Man, okay. (laughs) Jack, what you got? Listening to the song for a second. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sitting there nodding my head, listening to it. Nice, yeah. Uh, the I guess it would be the theme song because I don't know the name of the song, but uh, from Vacation, the opening song from the movie. Oh, Holiday oh, yeah, Road! Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah, great. Yeah. Uh, that was Lindsay Buckingham from uh, Fleetwood Mac. Are you serious? Yeah, I didn't really know that. Yeah, huh. it was. <laughs> he does a version of it live. Ooh. One of his live. I don't know if it was a Fleetwood Mac live. I think it was just Lindsay Buckingham live album, where. Um, the song sounds awesome live, don't get me wrong, but at sure. the end, for some reason, like he's so into it and he's talking with the audience and he goes, Bark like a dog! Start barking like a dog! I'll cut it in right here because I sound fucking nuts. Oh, 
And there you have it. Strange. Yeah. I yeah. don't understand. <laughs> you will. I don't want to. Um, what about you, Jamie? Well, I was thinking about this, um, and I, I didn't know exactly where you guys were, were thinking, but uh, I don't know how old you are. Uh, <laughs> but I, I am on the younger... I'm, I'm 26, so the okay. song that sticks out, Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae <laughs> Oh, boy. It's like a few summers ago, that song was on all the time. Yeah, and yeah. just uh, that and uh, songs that like, uh, what was it? Trance Party Volume 2. <laughs> I spent an entire summer just listening to that with my friends playing like Star Fox Assault on multiplayer. And nice. that was, that's, those were the things that I thought of. It's so amazing to find an album that defines a summer. Oh, yeah. It's it's so wonderful, and I haven't had that in a while. And everyone has one, like summer specifically. You know, you could pull any person off the streets, like favorite summer tunes, you'd be like, oh, man, you know, Chicago, greatest hits, whatever. Just pull something out of the ether and say, my whole summer, I listen to this. You know, it's very right. subjective. Okay, here's here's an album that a whole summer I listened to, summer of 99, maybe? Uh, Fastball, their album, All the Pain All Money, pain money buy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What a great album that was. <laughs> and uh, just Define Summer. I mean, not only did you have, uh, what was it, The Way? Was that the big yeah, song on yeah. that one? That was the musical equivalent of Herpes for a while. Once a station started playing it, that's <laughs> all it played. Get rid yeah. of it. You still hear it on the radio. <laughs> right. I heard it in a pet store last week. Like, it. what is this? This is still getting airtime. It's a good song. It is. I it like should it. still be getting airtime. But there were like two or three other hits on that album, too. Mm-hmm. What'd it's like say? they made up their minds, you know, and they started packing. But yeah, they left before the sun came up that day. See, that was their first mistake. Yeah, I don't know it by then. By you guys talking about it, I probably I don't, I'm sure I've heard it. I just they made up their minds and they started walking. They left. Oh, walking. I said packing. packing. Or, no, you're right. It's packing. I was right, Jack. Mark it down. On the chalkboard. Are you seriously fucking with us? You don't know what's on. I have no idea. Anyone could see the road that they walked on was paved. Oh, okay. Isn't it about some elderly couple that got in their car, started driving, and then they found them dead like three states over? Are you serious? Yeah. Don't ruin the summer. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to kill the (laughs) moon. God damn. Oh, what else you got, Jake? Oh, man, I I just had one. It's killing me. Someone else go really quick while I dredge this up from my memories here. It's not a song that reminds me of summer, but like Jamie was saying, songs that kind of defined the summer, I guess. Mm-hmm. It would probably show in my age, but Mbop. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> it was like the most played song that year or something like that. Well, what year was that? Do you remember? Oh, it was the early, late, later 90s, I think. Mid-90s, something like that, I think. I think it was maybe the same summer that the New Radicals came out. Mm, with, yeah. Oh, you get God, what you get. Yes. Speaking of summer songs, yes, yes. But um, I, my little sister, she's like four years younger than me, and she was all about Hanson. So <laughs> we were bopping all through that summer. Dude, my sister just this year got on a big Hanson kick, bought their new album. I will never not give her shit. Are they for that. still making albums? They're really? still making albums, dude. I heard the new album. It's underproduced and empty and talentless. But by God, they're still. <laughs> you would have thought they would have broken it. up and done their own yeah. thing, like oh, all man. these other. They uh, have nothing else in their lives. Yeah, yeah. And I remembered my summer song. This is this falls under my category of like bands that ultimately suck, but like the music is just so right for certain situations. 
I remember some of the best summers of my life, Sugar Ray always being on the radio oh, and, yeah. with their various songs. It's mm-hmm. like I'd never take time out of my day to listen to it. But when it comes on and the sun is shining, yeah. and, like you're out for a walk, something you're like, yeah, no, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, it just like, feels it's good uh, music to have, like uh, poolside or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? You know. Not really paying attention to no. it, but it's you feel the groove. You're not mining through the yeah. lyrics for hidden meanings like, <laughs> oh, it's so deep. It's about the notes he's <laughs> not so playing. artistic, the Sugar yeah. Ray. That's for the impressive <laughs> winter months that you sit there and dissect songs like that. Right. <laughs> what about you, Jamie? You know, recently I've been riding my bike around a lot. And, Me too. Uh, my, my girlfriend puts on uh, her sublime Pandora station while we're riding. Oh, yes. And uh, there's there's really nothing better. And I am when when uh, the hook comes on. Oh, oh that my track. God. Yes. That's that might be the the ultimate 2017 summer song for it's me just right perfect. now. That is a perfect little song right there. And that was on what was the name of that album? It was four, I think. Blues Traveler. Yeah, it had four. like that super neon like Panther face yeah. on the front. It was like a it was half like really of it. garish. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good album and a hell of a good song. What was the other one you said Blues right Traveler. there? Sublime. Yeah. I'm not like a huge Sublime fan, but oh. they're like tonally perfect for summer. Yeah. I am not a huge Sublime fan, but man, riding my bike down uh, <laughs> just around town, it, it works perfectly. When, That's what they're when I discovered for. Sublime in like the late 90s, I was all about them. I loved them. I had all their stuff, except for Robin the Hood. I never picked up that album. I don't know why, but um, yeah, that their their biggest album, you know, the one that has all their hits on it, uh, is a staple of summer as well. I think I probably got that about the same time as Fastball. Now that I think about it, man, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, here's one that me and Brooke always have on our playlist, but was also in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, was uh, Mr. Blue Sky, Electric Light Orchestra. That's a great track. Oh, it's that, I mean, the best Electric Light song. <laughs> the best ELO song. Oh, absolutely, without yes. a doubt. I want to say Telephone Line's a close second. That one always gets me. Telephone Line? Telephone Line, yeah. How's that one go? Uh, telephone Line... Give me some time. I'm living in twice. Don't put me on the spot. I can't see it. <laughs> I don't know. I, it'll come to you. Mr. Blue Sky, though, I have to say really quick, me and uh, Brooke went to New York in 2008, maybe, I think. Uh, and we went to visit her cousin who lives there and works there. And at the time, he was working on this thing called a duck tour. Duck tours in New York. And what, th- what that is is a bus picks you up that is in the shape of a boat. And they drive you around town showing you landmarks, and then they drive the thing straight into the river. And everyone drowns. And Well, no, they... It's you, like a last You get onto this ramp, and <laughs> you watch this little movie, and then the other side, this door opens, and you go down the ramp into the... Uh, was it the Hudson, I guess it would be? Yeah, 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 I think. And uh, you just cruise along the skyline, you know, and they That's point cool. out stuff. But anyway, uh, her cousin, who was the guiding our tour, he played Mr. Blue Sky, and it was it was really cool in that moment to have that song, looking at New York, beautiful day. It was cool. What was that called? Uh, Duck Tours. <laughs> I walked right into that bullshit. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> Do they call the tour guide of Duck Tours the Duck Master? <laughs> I'm glad see I brought the, this see up. The duck I'm certainly general. glad I brought it up. Oh my God! The Lord High Ducksman. 
<laughs> Maybe, asshole. I don't know. I just, <laughs> Ooh, sorry. I guess I struck a nerve. <laughs> Somebody. Oh, uh, Jack, it. what about you? I'm listening to the radio a lot since I have a long commute back and forth to work. Right. Once the summer, the, the weather starts to break and it starts to get warm out, radio stations start playing different music. And Metallica gets played a lot more in the summer months. Uh, any Metallica songs, pretty much, it seems to start uh, It's weird. Changing. Old Metallica, like a, like old, like uh, their first three albums. Yeah. Before the Black Album. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't associate with Summer, but everything after the Black Album, I do. The, all the early stuff I associate with <laughs> delivering pizzas because I, <laughs> I was the stereotypical pizza delivery guy that had the stereo blaring master of puppets. As I'm like, here's your pizza. That was me. Yeah, Meta- or, yeah. Listen, here in Metallica, it, it seems like they play it more during the summer. So it kind of that song they did for Mission Impossible, I think it was. I disappear. Remember that? Yeah. Uh, late, I think that was also late nineties. That was a. That's a, another one that makes me think of summer big mm. time. Or load and reload. Those were good albums. <laughs> I, I got one that I'm not proud of, gentlemen. Let's hear but it. I'm going to share it with you because I trust you. Handsome. And Jamie, I, I trust you for no particular reason. We've only California just met. Girls by Katy Perry. <laughs> no. <laughs> Arguably, not much better. There was a summer. I, don't I, say I, Jimmy Buffett. God, don't say yeah, Jimmy Buffett. Geez. Please don't say Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> you were going to say Jimmy Buffett. Oh, oh, shit. Paradise. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm just saying. Every now and then, I like to waste away in Margaritaville. Oh, no. Come uh. on. What's wrong with that? <laughs> when you're out on your deck getting day drunk on a Tuesday, there's really only one guy. I was you even be listening bashing to. Jimmy Buffett today at work. <sighs> this I'm so glad we're recording right now. This is like this these are the moments this, this podcast is made. Did you guys see Club Dread? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Buffett. Son of a son of a bitch. Wasn't that, wasn't that uh Bill Paxton? It was, yeah. yeah. Oh god rest his soul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Play Margaritaville. <laughs> Goddamn Peter Kalatabur. Uh I'm sorry I let you down, Jeremy. <laughs> On the contrary, you've made me the happiest I've been all fucking day. It's just so right for him. Oh, wow. It's like the dude hating eagles. <laughs> I just had a spiritual moment. Like, and I'll, I'll, I'll concede... I've uh I've been to a number of Margaritaville establishments. Mm. Even bought myself a Hawaiian shirt from one such location. Only two guys wear those kind of shirts. Midlife crisis or party animals. Well, I don't anticipate living past fifty, so I guess we can call this my midlife crisis. And giving you a, a party giving you a leg into saying you were a party animal, but whatever you want to do there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I just I think it's less of a lie to say I won't see fifty one than to say I'm a party animal. So. <laughs> Damn, that's grim. Well, you gotta it, see fit past fifty one. Come on. No, there's a lot of shit in my family. That's. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the middle of six different. Hereditary gun barrels, and one year it's just gonna. <laughs> Jamie, summer yeah. songs. I feel like I'm tapped out. I've I've mentioned the here, three that let me, I have. Let me help you along here, because you uh, you probably will remember this. Uh, you all will. The Weezer Green album. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like 2003, I think that was, and uh, Island. What was it? Uh, Island in the Sun, Island in the sun and yeah. Hashpipe. Oh yeah. That, I can't stand that that Island is, in the songs. Really? What? Yeah. 
that? I was big into Weezer. I, I, th- I think I heard it too much, and it was in too many. So Jack's at the credit, time. it overplayed. And when you and I had the same, well, I guess we all had the same job at one point. But when we all worked there, they played it on the in house stereo yeah, all the time. That's so true. I can understand hating it. Hashpipe, that's a different story. So that yeah, a good song. A good that track. was a good one. I always liked uh, in the garage. Remember, it's like in the garage. I feel safe. He's going on about all his like X Men posters and Kiss action figures and Dungeon Master's Guide and shit. Just like in his garage, where he can be a nerd. It spoke to me. I'm like, hey, no. successful people are also into my shit. You know, <laughs> <laughs> this guy made some decent music. Maybe I shouldn't eat a gun tonight. How about uh, 311 Amber? A lot, almost a 311 music reminds Sounded me like you were speaking yeah. Arabic oh, yeah. for a second. Allahale. <laughs> 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 my, my mind was working too fast. My mouth wouldn't catch up. How about you, Jack? <laughs> I'm trying to think of songs within the past 10 years now, you know, since uh, Jamie mentioned some of these more recent ones. Because now that I'm sitting here listening to all this stuff, it's all like 15 to 20 years old. And like, man, I got old somewhere along the way. I got a summer CD, Grassroots. That was a whole summer for me. Which one? Grassroots. It's one of their earlier oh. ones. That CD was. I don't know if I know awesome. that one. Can't remember any of the names of the songs on them, but I know I played that. So there you go. Yeah. <laughs> How you like that? I got a summer job at a movie theater once, which was a horrible job. I mean, a legitimately oh. atrocious job. But I made a lot of great friends. Four years. Yeah, it's rough. It's it's rough. It never gets easier. The free movies don't do much to mend the wounds either. No, no, no. Every time I hear the Superman theme song, my <laughs> mouth like, just tastes popcorn automatically. Yeah, it, it takes it out of you. And I tell you what, the job is bad, but I made some really great friends there because you're all into shit together. You know, it's like Vietnam. Everybody knows. <laughs> Halfway through the day, it's like, what are you going to do when you get stateside, man? <laughs> but in uh, that summer, I got that job. The Lonely Island was really big. Mm. And everybody in my periphery was playing it nonstop. So whether or not you're a fan of the music quote you're talking music. like dick in the box and yeah and stuff yeah. like that it was just so it's ubiquitous at that time i'm on a boat yeah yeah man now i'm racking my brain here uh okay bloodhound gang fans oh yeah, oh, yeah. anybody yeah. that's a that's a sad that's a that one's oh yeah for the summer yeah. Uh, the album uh, hefty fine for some reason i always <laughs> associate the summer that was a big one for me i remember going to the bloodhound gang's website when i was younger and it had like all of the band members in a line, and you could click them. They would all—they were all like grayed out. Then you mm, click them, yeah. and there'd be a little sound bite. It's like, "Hi, my name's such and such, and I play drums." And click the middle guys like, "Hi, my name's something something, and I do a lot of drugs." And then you get to the very end, and it's like, "Hi, my name's so and so," and the rest of the guys in the band are gay. <laughs> it's like, come on! <laughs> oh my god! I the love the level dudes. of maturity. What's, in that what's band. the uh, dude's Jimmy Pop? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's some funny stuff. And there was, like, lupus something or another. Yeah, I used to know them all, and I don't anymore. I can't remember them. Except the for bad Homer impression at the end of One Fierce Beer Coaster. Oof. I don't remember. I remember it was just a little like, cringy. The album looks like a beer coaster. Or it's called One Fierce Beer Coaster. And it looks like a beer coaster. Was it really uh, Dan Castellaneta? I don't think so. No? He's like, that's some funny shit. That's some <laughs> funny fucking shit, motherfucker. I don't remember that. <laughs> Like, well, how about uh, the album Hooray for Boobies? Oh, yeah. The CD. <laughs> you you hold the CD up and push your tongue to it, and it looks like a boob. <laughs> and your tongue is then the... Tongue makes the nipple maximum yeah. maturity. <laughs> I can hear Jamie's regret right now. 
being on the show. <laughs> it's never, tangible. <laughs> never heard of that album. Oh, what? Hooray for Boobies? Yeah. Oh, that's a good one. You well, it's not an out. album. It's just something we say now and then. <laughs> well, oh, okay. I mean, that's just in general, yeah. hooray Yay. for boobies. Let's get around. A round of applause for boobies. <laughs> but, um, yeah, check it out. It's a great album. Great's a strong phrase. It's a fun album. <laughs> I'll give that to you. I'm not going to shit on the things you No, 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 no. no, I, no, no. I always make a point to say there's a difference between good and fun. You know, a fun movie doesn't mean it's... Good and vice versa. So, anyway. Con Air, fun movie, <laughs> not, not good. a good movie, <laughs> not good. No, but by God, it's the it's best bad lot of movie fun. that yeah. I watch almost every month. <laughs> it's like going to the fair and riding that thing you only get to ride once a year. Yeah, yeah, and then you get the deep fried Twinkie, <laughs> and you're like, I can't wait for death. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, it well stop yeah. eating those. You'll live past fifty one, maybe. Oh, is that the secret? The deep fried shit at the fair. Mm. All right. Well, what am I supposed to go for the ambience, the music, the rides? <laughs> My advice, don't go. Interesting. Mm. I like how we stopped the momentum of this conversation. Yeah, I know. And I it was already petering out. Yeah. Uh, dreams, dreams Come True by Hall & Oates. Nice. Oh my God! Yes. Yeah, that sounds like DuckTales. <laughs> Anything Hall & Oates. It's just yes. got like that easy going feel, you know. Fun song. Yeah. I guess that's what made the Beach Boys. Well, I guess they were always talking about. I mean, they were called the Beach Boys for Christ's sake. Surfing USA. Every song about. Boys. Yeah, I do too. But uh, I don't even know why I brought it up. I guess they had to be mentioned in a summer song. Oh sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thing here, right? I don't think anyone else knows this song. Not because it's so like Indian cool, but because it's just so. Not important musically. There's a song called Summer Song by the Decemberists, and it's a summery song, if only in title. If they were called anything other than the Decemberists, I could associate <laughs> them to <fair>. summer. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right, where are we? 24. I think that's good. Yeah. Uh, we, we might touch on that next summer. We'll probably Sabotage just touch by the Beach Boys. Yeah. Or not Beach Boys. All right. Beastie Boys. <laughs> yeah. there oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, Beastie Boys. Oh, man, yeah. I, I like corn and lip biscuit back in the day. Oh, they were big. Yeah. Cruising it's music right other. there. That was a good Oh, movie. my God. Yeah. It ruled the world one time. <laughs> you know what my favorite thing about summer is? What's that? T-shirts. You know, oh, you don't have yeah. to wear a lot of layers. You can just put on one layer of cloth that mm-hmm. tells the world what you're about. Yeah, yeah. I like to define myself with what I'm wearing on my chest, as you can see here. Yeah. I don't Not know how to T-shirts, but something cooler, literally, tank tops. What? We have tank tops now? No. Get out of here. Tank so you're tops? telling me mm-hmm. you can have full range of motion on your arms and rep canned air at the same time? And get a great tan. I didn't know we had the technology. <laughs> tank tan tops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of the merch page, I wanted to tell you and bust you out because this is some funny shit. Uh, last time we talked about the our store, we mentioned shower curtains. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I, <laughs> he said he put one up. I was like... Surely he didn't put one up. It was and I, I went over there. <laughs> I'm expecting to see our logo great big on a shower uh, curtain. But what's on there <laughs> is, our, is a picture from our newspaper photo shoot. 
It's quite literally us on the shower curtain. I've been trying to get it off of there, and I can't. I did it on accident the one day, and next thing you know, you know it was there. I could not get Imagine it Imagine flipping on your bathroom light and seeing us three assholes standing in your bathtub. Yeah. yeah. Candare likes to watch you shower. Oh, my God. You missed a spot. <laughs> Holy God. Society6. Com <laughs> forward slash Pod. Go check out that uh, shower curtain before Jack takes it down. For if Christ's I can sake. take it down. I've been trying. You want three awkward looking schlubs who don't know how to get their picture taken on your shower curtain? <laughs> you walk in the bathroom and then we're standing there just like looking at comic books. So like, we're just sitting here reading next to your toilet. What are you doing? <laughs> Okay, well, once again, <laughs> society6.com forward slash canned air pod. Go get a shower curtain, go get a floor pillow, go get a t shirt, rep canned air. It's great merch, guys. All right, now let's swing open the door to the comic Bolt. We need a sweet sound effect for that. I haven't been able to find one. No. I've looked. I found Never. one, but it's really quiet, and I was like, fuck it. <laughs> so, not with my time. It seems to be working out for me, my method. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um,. I'm going to knock mine out of the way really quick here. Oh, look at the dictator over here. I never go first, so uh, you know what? Kiss my ass. Playing the guilt card? Yeah. I'm just going to go. Okay. So, like I said, uh, Darkwing Duck number one. I picked this up when it came out. Uh, It was fairly, I think maybe a month after it came out, and I put it in the pile, and it's just sat there, sat there, sat there, sat there. I've had it forever. And I took it to a, I think I bought it just to take it to a convention because I wanted to uh, have the artist sign it. or the writer who was it, uh, Aaron Sparrow. He was there signing. So here I am. I walk up to this table all eager, like a little kid with my book in hand. Like, I want to get a signature today, you know? And I look up and it says $20 for a signature. There's a line of people. you got to rebuy the book just to get the signature. And I was just so, like, disenchanted. I didn't get it signed. And I think that's probably why I put off reading it for so long. But anyway, all that aside, it was a fun book. It opens up with a uh, a parade in, what was it, uh, St. Canard. A, pra- a parade going through St. Canard. And uh, one of the floats is late coming through the tunnel. And uh, as it does come barreling through the tunnel, there's Darkwing and Launchpad wrestling with Megavolt. I think his name is Megavolt. Uh, they spray him with water, shock him, put a stop to his antics. He was trying to hijack the parade. So uh, in doing so, then, he gets taken, and he's to be the first prisoner incarcerated in the new prison that they just built in St. Canard and the last like last major criminal off the streets. So uh, the next day, Goslin, his daughter, is uh, going on a field trip to this said prison and Darkwing gets this ego about him like, I can't believe they didn't ask me to come and like oversee and make things, ensure things were going to be okay, you know. As the, you know, his daughter is on his field, her field trip at the prison, Darkwing's looming in the shadows there trying to be all big like he's overseeing, you know, big shot. And... Next thing you know, the power goes out, and there's Nekaduck, the like the doppelganger to Darkwing, you know, the dude that wore the yellow coat yeah. and the red cape. And the whole thing was a ruse just to get Darkwing in the prison. They lock the place down, open up all the cages, and every villain he's ever put away is standing over him, ready to kill him. And that's where it ends. It's a very Arkham Asylum vibe yeah. for a Darkwing. Yeah, very much so. But you'd have to go kind of big to make a whole series, I guess, right? But uh, I don't think I'm going to buy anymore. I, it was fun <laughs> to look in. I really don't care. I mean, a glowing recommendation. Well, it's a good book, yeah. but maybe for a younger audience, obviously. Sure. Um, 
not that I expected to find myself in this book or anything. <laughs> it's but. the next Watchmen. <laughs> right. So Darkwing Duck, number one. Uh, Jamie, would you like to go next? Yeah, what, what do you want? What I'm reading? What Just anything? Anything you want, my friend. It's very uh, loosey-goosey here. All right. I, well, every morning I try to wake up and read an issue of The Spirit. So oh, I've very nice. Going around collecting the old Spirit archives and... Uh, reading that and that's really where what I'm what I'm loving right now is uh anything spirit related anything Will Eisner related are those uh, public domain no I don't think so no maybe there were like some uh, spirit radio dramas that went public domain because he dates back like to the what it's 20s old, 30s yeah. uh spirit came out in 1940 oh wow okay Nin- 1941 it's 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 cool. I've been going through. I think I'm on the fourth volume of of the book. So I've I've gotten right to where we're about into World War II. Um, and uh, I don't know if you know how the spirit worked. It was eight page issues uh, every week that was inserted into the newspaper. So it's it's cool to see see the trajectory from like just this kind of action superhero character to a more now and now he's going on espionage missions for the army and and it's uh it's cool it's it's a fun right. book what was his uh outfit because every time i try to like picture him i just think of the shadow it's rather like than cloak the i get the same problem type thing so the sp- the spirit is uh it's a blue suit with a red tie and a just a, a regular little domino mask okay uh, he has a fedora as well and and the shadow had more He's of got like the a trailing Carmen the San Diego thing going. The shadow has the big nose with the red scarf. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm glad we established. I love <laughs> the old pulp. Old pulp heroes are, are where I'm at. You can't always. beat that feel. Yeah. In in more recent news, the Francisco Francavilla spirit stuff that he's been doing at Dynamite has been really killer. So far, I think the first two issues came out, um, but I'm 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 jazzed on that book. So, so you're probably a fan of uh, the Phantom as well, I would assume. Oh yeah, yeah. I was able to find a few like old Phantom comics at uh, Pack Rats in the basement when they did that uh, fifty dollars for a short box full. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read them yet, but <clears throat> saving them for a uh, comic vault. I think that book was a little bit bigger. Like, I think the uh, sizing, they hadn't maybe made the standard comic uh, size like yet. Like, Silver Age books are a lot bigger. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. maybe a little bit wider and just a hair taller. Yep. It wouldn't fit in any of my uh, uh, sleeves comfortably. Yeah. But, all right, very cool. Well, Jack, what do you got there? I've got Wild <clears throat> Dog, which apparently nobody, not a lot of people know about it. When I found it at Pack Rats, they were ringing me up, and the one cashier was like, Wild Dog? Because he watches the Arrow. They brought him into the show this season, the fourth season. And I'd never heard of him before either. Just some guy that reminded me of Casey Jones wearing a hockey jersey, camouflage pants, and toting guns instead of hockey sticks. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, watching the the Arrow, I thought I'd try to find it. And went to Pack Rats and went downstairs and just about gave up. Boom. There's two issues of it. It only lasted four issues. And I guess he appeared... Later on in some issue, he didn't live very long. Really? Yeah. Only four issues. Yep. He's he is back and he's in uh, Cave Carson has a cybernetic eye. Really? Today. So if you're interested in the character, he is 
really super cool in Cave Carson as a cybernetic eye. Yeah, I actually went on to Midway Midway Comics. Was that the? Uh, I'm not sure. Whatever that big comic store in New York is. Midtown. 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 Yeah. And found the other two, the second two issues to this because I just got one and two. So oh, those I see. Will be coming pretty soon. Oh, but, you ordered them? Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah, they're only like a buck fifty each. So <laughs> yeah, might as well. But uh, in the story, there's this puff piece news reporter. She's just on a random puff piece journalist mission on TV. And she ends up talking to this guy from the Committee for Social Change. And he's giving the spiel on what they're all about. Next thing you know, building behind him blows up. In the ruckus, he grabs her, takes her hostage in the building with all his minions. And then the police end up showing up to take over the situation they think they need to get an interrogator. Meanwhile, while the, the cops and SWAT team are getting together, it shows a guy putting on his hockey mask, getting suited up, and then he just shows up to the, the place and starts just laying out people, shooting them, taking them out everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, at the end of the comic, the cops end up, they, they, they're chasing him because he saves the girl, lets her go, and he doesn't even have a name yet. Technically, and the cops are like, "This guy's a wild dog," and then it sticks after that. Oh, I see. So is he like a uh, Punisher kind of? Seems kind presence? of presence. That yeah, they you don't know who the guy is in the first two comics. They lead. They show four other guys. One's a a cop that's on his day off. That's kind of listening to the police scanner. What's going on? And there's three other guys that you possibly could be them, but they don't lead into it. So you're. You're figuring out as the story's going along and who he is. What uh, inspired you to look for this? Watching the Arrow. The Arrow. Okay. Yeah. There's another character on the Arrow called Ragman. That he's kind of a cool character too. And I found like eight parts, eight issues of a series of him that I hmm. that I'll be talking about pretty soon. Ragman's okay. such a cool character too. He's on the show. He's cool as hell. That's why I wanted to read more about him to find out who he was because I'd never heard of him. Super cool. It's got the souls of people who have killed people sewn into a suit and super cool. He kind of looks like Dr. Doom, but as his whole suit is rags. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's cool. But yeah, Wild Dog. That's interesting. I have never heard of that character. Nope, same ever. This is back in the 80s. He the has 80s. the power of gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, he's just a dude. I mean, he did, he really doesn't have like any power. No, of any no kind. powers. Those are fun books. Yeah. All right, well, with that behind us, let's just turn our full attention over to Jamie and talk about The Whisper. Thanks so much for being with us, Jamie. Thank you. So uh, go ahead and tell uh, us and the listeners a little bit about uh, The Whisper, which you have going on Patreon. How long is that going to be on uh, Patreon? It's going to be on Patreon as long as it works on Patreon. Uh, So right now, um, I... The, the Whisper is an ongoing anthology comic uh, that is written by a bunch of different writers and drawn by myself. Uh, and I've, I've got a year's, at least a year's worth of writers now. Uh, and we're, we're two issues, we're two issues in. But uh, it's, it's about this one character named The Whisper, who uh, was an old pulpy World War II superhero. Um, and uh, he dies, and the next issue takes place of uh, 
a, a different hero putting on the Whisper mask and becoming the Whisper. So every issue is a self-contained short short story about another character being the Whisper. Oh, hmm. wow. That is really cool. It's, it's cool. I, I am a big fan. I'm a huge Flash fan, and I'm a huge fan of like the whole DC legacy character type stuff. So uh, any any chance I can get to have one character or one superhero uh, being portrayed by a bunch of different actual people, um, I'm all about it. So it's such an interesting take. Wow, it's it's less focus on the man behind the mask and more just the the star of the comic is the the legend or the you can kind of explore what that mantle does to a the person the mantle itself yeah. is the star of the show that's incredible i and, love that and you know i have to say i i love the art am, am i out of line when i say i'm i'm seeing some of those sort of pulpy inspirations there sort of spirit shadow etc in the style you well, especially with that first issue, um, what I'm trying to do with the whole the whole uh, book going forward is uh, kind of draw it in different styles. Ah, you beat so, me to my next question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so my book, uh, I wrote and drew the first issue, the first uh, five pages, and it is very like I'm a very old school pulpy type of guy. So I really pushed forth. I did the whole. Uh, three panel tiers uh, like Darwin Cook did for uh, New Frontier very very specifically planning to do a very pulp look and feel uh, the second issue is written by Vida Aiea who is a up and coming writer she's uh, done she did the Amanda Waller books at DC uh, recently she did a story in the Batgirl annual uh, she's she's real hot and up and coming right now but hers is whisper 2080 so it's a uh, cyberpunk futuristic whisper um then goes into the goes into the computer and does does her whisper stuff digitally i'm a sucker for cyberpunk yeah so i'm sold (laughs) man i I love it on the first one how the the flashback panels look like an old yellow comic book, kind of like how this '80s one, it's right? Got that old look, the older paper. Well, yeah, yeah. With some dude coloring in it. Uh, it's fantastic. The style's really speaking to me. I love it. And you know, there's there's a certain amount of being nice when you see someone's work that comes with seeing someone's work. Right. But, you know, I, I gotta say, without blowing smoke up your ass, this is such a great concept. Oh, thanks. Thanks. <laughs> it was. Uh, it came to me, and I it was. I just decided to run with it. I, I had a problem with, I know a lot of writers, but I'm not, I don't know a lot of artists, and especially artists who are willing to, you know, take the time to draw five pages. Sure. Uh, so I figured I can I can do the work myself, and uh, I just so happen to be friends with a, a lot of really great writers, so uh, it, it, it worked out. Have, where'd you get the... Uh... Like the idea to do this. I mean, has this been done before? I mean, or are you the are you pioneering this method in? <laughs> I, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know if, uh, if I mean, anthologies work all the time. I'm not sure. I just I had the idea and I just decided to run with it. Um, so I don't know. Coming up with the name The Whisper was the hardest thing to do. Huh. So. See, I mean, we had looked at this and I checked this out, but I I hadn't 
grasp that that's what this uh, you know comic was based around. Like each writer was bringing a new person holding that mantle. It strikes me as the kind of thing that you know happens as with Flash and everything, like you mentioned earlier. You know, the the mantle gets passed and such. But I, I'm not aware of anything that's taken it to that thematic level where mm-hmm. it's sort of a, a crux of the whole thing. Right. Yeah, and that was that was something that I really uh, really wanted to do. And when I started pitching it to different writers uh i'm i'm friends with frank barberi and ryan fair and uh we i just was like hey this is my idea i think i would like to do it and everyone seemed really into the idea of you know just basically writing whatever they wanted with the thematic element that you know the whisper is a good guy who's going to help people um and that, that was that was really it. Now, this you have this on Patreon, and you'll have to uh, forgive me. We, I don't think we've dealt with Patreon before, have no, we? No, I, I don't quite <clears throat> understand how it works. And I don't either. I, whenever I think of fundraising, I immediately think of like a 30-day Kickstarter yeah. campaign. So how exactly does your uh, Patreon campaign work? So it, this was... Uh, Patreon was new for me, too, is actually one of the things... One of the reasons I wanted to do it on Patreon was... Uh, to kind of figure it out and, and figure out how it works. But uh, Patreon works more like a sub box at, at your comic book shop. So you're, you're pledging an amount of money uh, per month. So like the comic costs a buck, a buck every month. Um, but that isn't charged until the book comes out. So it's basically just putting, like s- subscribing to a comic um, at your local comic shop and then getting the book and then paying for the book when you go and pick it up is essentially how it works. Wow. Um, it, so it's it's uh, it's a really cool system and there's different tiers uh, yeah, for, for, for the different things that you can have. Uh, I have the $1 tier, which is just the regular comic, and the $5 tier, which gets you the comic and like a bunch of backup material. So if you sign up for that five dollar tier, then is it then five dollars a month? Yes, I see. Yes, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's I always pretty like, cool. It says forty one dollars per comic on the the main page. That's yeah, kind of throws, I, throws me off. Oh, that is the the total of like all of the people who are donating right now. Gotcha. How much? Yeah. 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 I see. Okay, sorry to be such noobs at this. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's a weird it's a weird site, and and more and more people are starting to use it. But uh, a lot of people, it, it's it's not as big as Kickstarter. Everyone knows Kickstarter now. Yeah, and, it's uh, it's something I've seen everywhere, but I've I've yeah. never made use of it. And it's not like it's a timed campaign either. I mean, you could just keep it going, correct? Right, right, exactly, exactly. And like like I said, I have a year uh, of of writers locked and loaded and ready to go so it's uh that's it's exciting awesome now you do have a a uh like the first chapter it looks like available on patreon for people to check out aside from that is this like the first time the whispers being out there was this available in any other format like a, did it have a web presence at all or no no this is the first uh it was this was literally a project that i made for patreon there was nothing nothing before it nothing after it this was my thing for patreon that's really cool man now are you going to be uh, hitting the convention scene at all 
I am. My next convention is uh, Heroes Con in Charlotte. And uh, on top of doing The Whisper, uh, I also have other comics projects here and there. But uh, yeah, Heroes is the one that I'm going to. I may be going to New York. Uh, I'm not a big convention guy because... Understandably, I mean, I, I understand. I, yeah, it, it pulls me away from the desk and it's hard to justify going and, and being pulled away from the desk. Conventions are a sometimes food. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they have all the cool stuff you love, but it's all crammed together in, like, a very uncomfortable setting. And the burnout is real. That con fatigue sticks oh, with yeah. you. Fuck yeah, it does. You need a day to, you know, rest that off. A day and a lot of vitamin C. Now, and we're just talking. <laughs> I mean, we have done a con, but a small con. Right. We're talking from a, uh, a visitor's, you know, perspective. Sure. Where, you know, somebody who has to sit there all three days through... Man, I can't imagine. Got to stop to talk to every asshole in a authentic samurai suit of armor and hear history. <laughs> there are those people. <laughs> oh, we know. We know those people. <laughs> That's amazing, man. You said you were in. Uh, you're near Charlotte. I am in. Uh, I'm in Tampa, Tampa, Florida. Oh, you're oh, in Tampa. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. We're in Ohio. Those are both places. <laughs> yeah, what a coincidence. Son of a bitch. We're in America. Wish I was in Tampa. <laughs> right. Tampa's Man. great. I, I bet it is. <laughs> Rub it on in there, Jamie. <laughs> well, okay, so uh, people can go to patreon.com and what is it, forward slash the whisper? That is it, yep. And then Real they, simple. they can follow you on uh, Twitter at Art of Jamie Jones. Is there anywhere else uh, people should be directed? I'm on Instagram at Art of Jamie Jones. I'm on Facebook of Art of Jamie Jones. My email is Art of Jamie Jones. Uh, every, if you need to get in touch with me, it's Art of Jamie Jones. I'll never remember that. Wonderful. Take a note, Jake. I'll, I'll see what I can that. do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm easily confused. Well, that's awesome, man. We'll uh, also put some uh, links up on the website and uh, be tweeting about this. You know, help push as many people your way as possible. How can you pass this up for a dollar a month? You yeah, really that can. is a reasonable price for something. That's I just cool. bought. Uh, I was telling you guys the what is the secret nation with the Captain America secret empire. Secret empire. Thank you. Each of those were five bucks, mind you. They're girthy books, but still, I've been described the same way <laughs> as a girthy book. Well. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, yeah, again, we'll put everything uh, everything up on the website and uh, direct people that way. But uh, before we go, this is normally where we would sign off. And for those of you who haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, you might want to... Shame wanna, on you. Yeah, shame on you, number one. But uh, two, you might want to tune out now because we are now going to talk about it and spoil it before we officially end the episode. So let's just start with Jamie. Jamie, what did you think of Guardians? All right, first, we need to talk about the Electrical Aid Orchestra song, Mr. Blue's Guy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man, if I did not smile that entire time <laughs> that thing was going on. Wasn't it amazing? Baby Groot has to be the cutest thing that's been created in comics in the past couple years. And, you know, I, I think they showed a lot of restraint in the use of Baby Groot through this movie. I yes. was a little disappointed when I first saw the trailers and saw he was still a baby. I'm like, eh. I was too. But 
I think they, they really did it right. I was worried at first. As soon as yeah. that sequence started, I mean, I love the song and just seeing them all. And just, the sequence itself was awesome, but I got worried. And I was... Me- Go ahead. I was scared. Uh, I went into the movie hoping that it wasn't just going to be a joke fest. Yes. And luckily it wasn't. It had a lot of heart, and that was oh, yeah. the great thing about it. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a little nerve-wracking. Yeah, that it was. Um, it was amazing. I loved it. I know you guys both loved um, it. No question. Um, we were going to see it again, actually. Like, we got to see it in 3D. 3D was sold out. We couldn't get tickets. I it saw it on the 3D. big... Uh, you know, super XD screen experience. Did you, did you go to Crosswoods? Uh, no, I went to, it used to be the Rave in Polaris. Oh, okay. Now it's just Cinemark. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's cool. You forget the screen is larger than usual about five minutes in. So yeah. see it in 3D, absolutely. Because the depth and everything, they make really great use of it, especially in some of like the cavernous parts of Ego's yeah. world and all that. But, uh, yeah, the big screen, not so much. Uh, favorite moments, guys. You know, I guess this whole movie just completely solidified Drax as my favorite character. Without a doubt. <laughs> Dude had me rolling in yeah. the aisles, for sure. I think Yondu was my favorite oh. this time. I couldn't stand him in the first time, and I really grew to love him in it. Yeah. They, they really fleshed team. him out in the right way. Yeah. You know, they could have just like, oh, he's a hard ass. Oh, he does cool stuff sometimes. He's got a crazy kill anything whenever I want arrow. But I think his Finn... The new Finn yeah. for me. <laughs> so, yeah. That was a huge... It made him look good change. More like the comics, yeah. for yeah. one. I mean... Yeah. Um, but no, he he was a good character to add. And yeah, the, uh, the, the, the heart, as somebody just said, that came from that whole situation, like... He may have been your father, but he wasn't when your daddy. daddy. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. a great line. <laughs> perfect line. And came at a perfect time. It was, uh, it was really good. I, I got a kick out of the... The part where he goes, uh, he's floating down on his Mary air. Poppins. Mary Poppins. <laughs> I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. Was he cool? <laughs> Hell yeah, it was cool. Oh, we, we were pissing our pants I laughing at that whole part. It was, it was yeah. just fantastic. And I know I already track. mentioned this to you guys before the show, but just the part that. I always come back to is Drax talking about like my father told the story of impregnating my mother every winter solstice. It was beautiful. <laughs> he just delivers those lines it's, so well. Oh my god. So blank, so serious. Yeah. You just need someone who is pathetic, like you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's like there's wisdom in what he says. Yeah. Everything is so profound. You can have it on a t shirt. She has sold your deepest, deepest, darkest <laughs> secret. must be do so me. embarrassed. Do me. When he's about to throw up, thinking of him and Mantis physical. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh the game was getting physical. Well, at the end, when Ego, the big rock, crushes Mantis and she just gets slammed, he's like, Mantis, look out! Oh, yeah, That's after it happened. <laughs> <laughs> All right, any down downsides to the movie? Anything we didn't like? I think there were moments they they let it stay silly for a little too long, and it was never too, too long. No. It was always just a few seconds. I'm like, come on, guys, reel it in, reel it in. And they always did, but I, I think... Um, oh, Storlord asking for tape. Yeah. Yes. That yes. overstated it's well. funny, but it just... We got to that one too many people, Yeah, and... Uh, it yeah. should have stopped Agreed. around, what, a little bit before Drax, but kept the Drax part when he's like, yeah, I like scotch tape. Well, why did you say you didn't have any tape? See, that was tape? the best part of yeah. the joke. Yeah. yeah, if they would have just shortened left it, it there, up and went yeah. with that part. Yeah. Um, one grievance I have is how many slow walk toward the camera 
<laughs> yeah. with cherry bomb in the background or whatever. Do it's we like need? you can't you can't handle the slow walks and the Avenger circle cam moments. Oh. Something about those really drive you nuts. I'm they do. Sure. They really do. I hate the uh, the showcasey moments where it's like look the, the shots that you know they put in there because oh well we'll make this part of the trail yeah, or something. Yeah. It was like in Spider Man Three. Not that it was a great movie in any way, but <laughs> the seminal Spider Man classics. He comes back. He puts his outfit back on. He's swinging to take down Sandman and Venom at the construction site and he swings up lands on a building and almost like slow runs in front of an American flag oh yeah <laughs> then he jumps and everyone's cheering America <laughs> hate Freedom. it yeah I just hate those moments in movies sure <laughs> I loved at the end when uh, he's like, here, it's called a Zoom. It's the biggest yeah. thing. Everybody oh, on Earth planet. is listening to it. <laughs> yeah. I had so much more I wanted to say for this, and now I can't remember. It's anything. weird. He's aware of the phrase Trash Panda, which is pretty recent. I said the same thing to Brooke. But not that Zoom has been dead for years. Yeah. How does Trash he know Trash Panda? It's probably Panda? been around for a while, hasn't it? Since 88? Why not? I hadn't heard I don't it. know, man. It's like an internet thing. This is it? one of those newer, yeah. memeier type of sayings that are making the rounds. Hmm. You know, like calling dogs floofs and all kinds of I shit. I don't know. Maybe I George Washington was saying it. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> but um, I don't think so. It was in Lincoln's Gettysburg Address, I think. Like four score and seven trash pandas. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Jamie, anything you didn't like? Oh, No. No, I like the movie a lot. That's a fair answer. I had, yeah. I had a really fun time. I, I started just gauging movies by did I have a fun time or not, and I got to tell you, I'm a lot happier. Oh, yeah. moviegoer. That's uh, the way to do it. Yeah. If you're still smiling on the way out of the theater, yeah, it's been worth your time. You know. We talked yeah. about it all the way freaking home. Like yeah. we were just in love with it. In love with it. And that bit at the very end, I think it was post-credits, when the new captain of the Ravagers is trying to figure out Yondu's arrow, and he stabs Strax in the shoulder with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Just oh, the screaming went on and on. Oh, I forgot was about that. Did you guys talk about post-credits? What about Adam Warlock? Oh, yeah. I know. That's a... Shot of the cocoon? That was cute. So are we oh. going to get the Infinity... We'll get the Infinity Wars before we get another Guardians easily, right? Because the first yeah. one comes out They're going to be year. in the Infinity Wars. Right. So uh, that's got to be then a teaser, I would say, for Infinity Wars rather than the Guardians 3, right? Because doesn't he, or didn't he, wield the gauntlet heard, at one I've point? I've heard that he isn't going to be... Adam's not going to be in Infinity Wars, but he's a big part of that thing, so... Set up, maybe, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be weird to see how, you know, you have your Guardians of the Galaxy, which has a very comedic, lighthearted, fun theme. Then you have your Captain America, which is like very action drama. Yeah. Not much humor. A couple smirks in there. Especially when you think like Winter Soldier and yeah. Civil right. War, where it's, it's very serious. Speaking of Civil War, I mean, this this is a good place to demonstrate my point is where Ant-Man shows up in Captain America you know Ant-Man had its own vibe aside from Captain America when that character comes into this movie which you're taking at a different tone and starts spitting those jokes and being funny it, it doesn't it was weird like that whole fight on the tarmac was weird for me it's when a little jarring in ways yeah I, I don't know why just and I think it was due to Ant-Man uh, kinda you know I enjoyed I mean? it I mean, I enjoyed it, don't get me wrong, but just something uh, didn't... I just feel like the Guardians coming into the mix 
am, am I conveying my point here? No, I, I definitely yeah. see what you're saying. That there's going to be a, a divide in the in the tones of those. Um, yeah. So settings. I wonder how tonally they will bring them all together and have everyone not seem out of place. Very carefully, I suppose. When you look at the first Avengers, it was arguably more serious than Guardians of the Galaxy, but it oh, definitely yeah. had more lighthearted moments than I'd say second Avengers or, or yeah. any of the later Captain Americas. I, I think they can make it work. It's just going to take some very cautious writing. Yeah, I'm I, curious to see after after Thor Ragnarok how it's how that world is going to to tonally fit because because uh, you know Thor that that third Thor movie looks really funny and and could it be easier to make Thor be funny and have Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt banter back and forth or or Drax and Thor have a camaraderie work really well because Thor is a comedic character now you mean like with the with the release of the Ragnarok trailer he's becoming right. more yeah, comedic. yeah 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 and that could be I'm assuming they're taking a lighter a lighter approach with it I would I think that so, could be to help the, to bridge the yeah, the, the trailer seems like it wants to be Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Oh, my right. God, yes. And, you know, the other two trailers have looked like Lord of the Rings kind of thing, you <laughs> yeah. know, like, you know, uh, orchestral music in the background. My Lord, we have a pro... You know, I don't know. Sure. <laughs> but this one is, very, yeah, Led Zeppelin going, all that 80s neon and shit. So that shot of Heimdall with, like, the long hair and stuff, looking like he's been out surviving on his own for mm. however long. I'm like, that just bought my ticket. Maybe oh, it's just because of the way it takes place. Like all the Avengers and first Thor movies are on Earth, where it's super serious. And you go out in outer space, and it starts getting kind of kooky out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I want to see what they do with the Planet Hulk stuff too. Actually, speaking of which, the planet in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two that they landed on that was abandoned, where Ego first landed and met up with them, mm -hmm. where they camped the night. I don't remember the name of it, but. Comic-wise, that's the planet that Hulk landed on. Oh, and, really? No kidding. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if they're actually making it that in the movie. Right. It's just the place that everyone will yeah. know. I guess. <laughs> Little facts. Uh, what else we got, guys? Sylvester Stallone's thing at the end. <laughs> what was his part? I didn't he understand. Was, he was Starhawk. Yeah, that's the by another name. Guardians from way it's back. It's like the original oh, Guardians. So that's okay. why that little shot at the end it had like all of the. Yeah, I wondered about that. And Miley Cyrus was the robot. Was she really? Yeah. <laughs> oh good. What? Yeah, she did the voice of that. The robot. I don't know the name. Oh, that see that pisses me off. That, that's going on the con list for me. It was a very cameo filled movie too. You got Ving Rhames, Sylvester Stallone, David Hasselhoff, David Hasselhoff. <laughs> the credit sequence was a lot of fun. With, yeah, you know cool. the cool background and it had like the circles popping up with them dancing in them. It was so awesome. It was so awesome. Every once in a while you'd see I am Groot and then it would change <laughs> yeah. to actually what it said. And even Hasselhoff was uh, singing in that song. I got yeah, the soundtrack, and he's That's like, the best. <laughs> "Remember, we are group." Jeez. Good stuffs. Good Great stuffs. Stuff. All right, uh, how are we? How are we doing? I think you got more to say. Anybody? I'm all tapped out. I think. I Jack, sit my piece. Jamie. No, thanks for having me. Oh no, thanks for being with us Before we go, Jack, what do we have on the website? Go to www.cannedairpodcast.com Where you can see show highlights, guest info, listen to the show Follow us on our social media 
visit the Hall of Heroes and see the Wall of Justice. Check out some of the videos on our YouTube page. Uh, hit that merch button and douse yourself in Candare merchandise. Even your bathroom. Shower with us, people. Let us into your most intimate moments. An open invitation. And be sure to follow us on all our social media, social networking, etc. Twitter, at CannedAirPod, and Instagram, at Canned underscore Air. We've got good stuff there for you, including links to our YouTube and merch page. Hint, hint. Ah, there you go. There we go. Yeah, a lot of new stuff coming up on YouTube. More cartoons showing up. What's up there now? We got... A couple bugs bunnies. A couple Superman, bugs bunny and Superman. Will be up there here shortly. Popeye if about not to already. Launch. Daffy Duck on the way. Why it just takes a long time to upload or uh, those take about twenty minutes, but by the time this airs up, Popeye should Oh be. yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep forgetting about the time. <laughs> also, head over to iTunes if you don't mind. Leave us a review if you like what you hear. Uh, that little review means a lot and helps us out. Helps quite keep a bit. us visible. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you don't mind, head over to iTunes. Leave us a review. Uh, what else did I say? Society6.com forward slash Pod. Get that tasty moich. Anything else? No? I think no. that covers it. I know I'm forgetting something, but whatever. Uh, until next oh, time. Be sure to drink your Ovaltine. Yes, there it is. Oh, the crowd of commercials. <laughs> <laughs> until next time, I am Jeremy Colley. I'm Jack Doherty. I'm Jake Runyon. I'm Jamie Jones. Thanks for listening, everyone. obviously don't have any talent. Have you thought of giving up? Maybe I should just try again. Maybe you should try listening to Canned Air Podcast. Well, at least now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Um, yeah. I'm sorry, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, we lost him. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. Basically,
Life sucks as a grown-up. I think that was good enough. I, I hope so, man. I'm tired. <laughs> Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I, I, I've never done it. <laughs> no, right.